0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Yo. And Mike O'Zimovich. Hello. And today we are talking about blowing it up or making a push.
1: Talking uh, about your team, right?
0: Yeah. yeah we're not, this isn't ISIS over here. All right. All right. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> talking about uh, your dynasty team, that is. I didn't want
1: us to get on any list or anything, you know? <laughs> government, Flag could be, government could be listening.
0: Oh, what are they blowing up? Yeah. The team. The team. What team? So, our dynasty teams. All right. Cool. So, you know, and that's and that's where it should either, that's where you should be. There should be no gray... Area, right? Yeah, you
1: don't want to get caught in between, man. That's for sure. That's the worst place to be. And that's
0: a good way to start the show. Is like, don't be Malcolm. Don't be stuck in the middle. You know, I mean, let's let's figure out where either you're competing for a championship or you're rebuilding. It really should be that simple. Because when you're stuck in the middle, you know, you might barely just make the playoffs and then get eliminated, or you just miss the playoffs. Either way, you get those middle round, first round picks, which you know they're good. You know, they're hit or miss, just like all draft picks. But you're still stuck in the middle. They don't really help your team where you're not gonna have elite talent most of the time.
1: Right, you're you're most likely, uh, you know, you're if you're in the middle, you're gonna be missing out on the elite guys, like you were saying. And and I mean, you're not gonna ever really gonna, you're not gonna get that push over the hump unless you make some kind of crazy trade or something. So.
2: But you could be like, so you're talking about like stuck in the middle, whereas like you have a you're a veteran laden stuck in the middle. Like, what if you're like uh, on the up and come. You know, like you feel yeah, like you're you on do have to be you, have,
1: you definitely have to be realistic as to you know your team you know where they stand I right think is what okay. it is. I,
0: I feel like up and coming's almost like in the rebuild kind of like you're at the end of the rebuild stage up right. and coming that's and okay. then it's different than stuck in the middle, like you know you're like, okay, I'm close, like you're still right you're building mm-hmm. that championship like. I, I guess stuck in the middle would be like you said, you have like a lot of maybe like vets on your team. Right. Your young talents kinda mediocre. Maybe you got stuck with like the l Patterson, Justin Hunter kind of kinda guys, you know, you're kinda like stuck in the middle. You're still hoping they pan out, but most likely they're not gonna pan out. Um, or maybe one of your guys just turned out to be like just like an average guy, you know, just right. like I'm trying I can't think of top of my head of somebody who's just kinda Alfred not Alfred Morse, but like just kinda like in the middle area right there. And it's just like your team's good enough to make the playoffs. But realistically, there's almost no chance for you to make that title push. Right. That's that's stuck in the middle. It's not like it's not like you're stuck in the middle and your team's just bad because then you're rebuilding. But like it's good enough where you might even make you know not even be like the sixth seed in the playoffs. You might make it like the fourth seed and feel good about it just because your team stayed healthy and other people had injuries. But still, like then boom, you're like you're always you're always one done in the playoffs. You know, like for two years in a row.
1: That's how. That's exactly what happened with me one year. I mean, yeah. I mean two years in a row. I and was. You're, a-
0: you're you're going to be a great person and really hit on this point to rebuild right. uh, mode here. Cause you did it. You, you had a team that was stuck in the middle. You blew it up mm-hmm. and you did it perfect. You know, it, you won the championship last year in our league. Right. Um, I know Mike, you've rebuilt once already right. as well. And I mean, and I don't say this like, Oh, well I've never rebuilt. I've never rebuilt. Like I've been a contender literally just about every year. I feel like I could I can win the championship. I haven't got that rebuild stage yet. Right. And mm-hmm. Ideally, I guess it's where everybody wants to be. Like you don't, that some people might think like in a dynasty league, like oh, you'll have your team and it'll be good, and then all of a sudden you have to rebuild eventually. That does that does not have to be the case. Like you can maintain a good team if you draft well and make good moves, and that's the whole basis of dynasties. Use those draft picks. I know last week we talked about the taxi squad, and well, I talked last week, you know, for hours and hours uh, about the taxi <laughs> squad and you know expanding your rosters to thirty man rosters. And if you do, if you manage your team correctly, you can maintain a championship caliber team. Cause at the same time, when you do have a really good team, uh, it doesn't make you draft for need. You can take best player available, which you're going to hit on more than not.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I guess what made me kind of flip the switch and, and go from, you know, being that middle of the road team to just deciding to blow it up was, I, I mean, I was realistic. I couldn't, I could not get a running back. Like, I I my team was so wide receiver dependent. It was ridiculous, and I had all right, you know, talent in other places. But I just I couldn't get one. I couldn't pull trades. People in our league just it wasn't happening. So I was like, forget it. You know what? I'm gonna sell off a few of these assets. These these really good wide receivers. I had, and it was you know like Larry Fitzgerald and and Braylon Edwards. And it was it was that time when they were actually good. And I think I I had like Plexico Burris too. So so I mean I had I had a couple older guys too, and I sold them off. And basically, just for the next two years, had had double draft almost.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you got and you got to think too. Like when Matt says th- this was five years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. right there. So when we say Larry, like those names, like Larry Fitzgerald, this is like Larry Fitzgerald when he was like equal to Calvin like, right. right now. So this, is, this is Larry Fitz in his prime. Absolutely. Um, at the time, you know, was, this is after a year where Braylon Edwards was coming off of sixteen touchdowns. Right. You know, Plexico was a, a high end. You know, as a wide, your wide receiver three, it's great.
1: And I had guys like, like I had Kurt Warner on my team and I, I sold him off, you know, like I just got, I, I, everybody, I cut all the dead weight, all the old players and anybody that had like a lot of value, I got, I got draft picks for him. And then I just started building from there. I had two sets of drafts, like two, two picks in each round for two years in a row. And, you know, a few years later, I was, I'm in the playoffs and then boom championship and as your
0: team develops it and, takes like 3 to 4 years and my team
1: right now a 30 man roster i i have a hard time getting guys onto my on my team right now cuz i mean it's stacked it's it's stacked from top to bottom not like every guy's awesome but Contribute every every guy's yeah exactly every guy's at least a contributor you know i don't have any of those scrubs on my team that are like you know, fifteen points or something like that, and you're just like, Oh, I I I'm waiting for this guy to develop. I don't have a lot of that on my team. They're they're down your my, team is developed. They're down they're down on my taxi squad and they'll they'll make my team if they're good.
0: And when you get in a situation like that, that is like the that to you, that's like that is perfect scenario because then and that's why you draft during your rookie drafts, you take best player available where you might be low at receiver and the best player available is Nelson Algalore. Well you take Nelson Algalore and you just don't take Duke Johnson because you need a running back. You take Nelson Aguilar because he develops, and then you can trade him for somebody like a Jamal Charles like right, right now. And right, then you exactly. can get that running back. You take best player available because that gives you value later. And like Matt said, he has all these draft picks where he's this deep roster. Well, now he could take three of those guys that he won't even consider starting there in the bottom end of his 30-man roster. Take three of those guys that can help somebody else, like help, at least for depth-wise, and turn those into draft picks or one really good older player. Like, hey, I'll give you three good young guys that have some upside. They've already shown potential. Give me Jamal Charles. Give me Marshawn
2: Lynch. Give me somewhere where you might have a hole and you're making that push or you have an injury. And and you're like, oh, I want, you know, and you're making that push towards midseason for the playoffs or whatever.
0: And that brings me back to my point about maintaining a championship caliber team. Like that's you,
1: that's definitely where I'm at now. I'm just going to I made my championship run last year. I won and now I'm at the point where I'm just going to have to keep maintaining.
0: Yeah, you trade those you trade those players that are deep in your roster for maybe even a second round pick. Right. You know, then you say you acquire, you know, you trade away a couple guys for second round picks. Now all of a sudden you have three second round picks. Now you package those second-round picks, move them up to the first round. Now you took all these guys that you had all these draft picks with, that you drafted in the third round of your rookie drafts, some maybe in the second, some maybe later than that, some were maybe undrafted free agents you know, because you have all this other talent and you're following that situation closely, which puts you on another guy. Uh, so now with quali- all these late guys move you up to the first round of this year's
2: draft right. where you can get a higher-end talent. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. I thought you were done. We should We should qualify, though like trading those young guys based off of how our league is set up our taxi squad after two years, you have to bring them up to or, the, or you lose, them, or you lose L- them to the you main roster. So yeah. what we're, what we're saying is in our situation, how our league is set up. If Matt in theory has like two or three guys that are sitting down there that are borderline, maybe to make his roster, instead of just losing them, you would trade them. Right, right, absolutely, exactly. Yep. So, just so people out there know how our league is set up.
0: In our league, and like I said, all the listener leagues I've set up to replicate exactly. Besides, we've gotten all the new leagues. We've got rid of kicker and defenses, so they're thirty man rosters, no kickers, no defenses, uh, just like our Dynasty Nerds league. Everybody that writes to me after that show last week, I got probably I got a, a lot of emails. Like, hey, we're starting a league. You said to go ahead and email you if we had some questions. How to set up a league? I'm really pushing the Dynasty Nerds way onto the Dynasty community, which I still feel. I, you know, obviously for the website, that's. I think that is after we've been doing this for 15 years almost. That's the way a dynasty league should run. That's just obviously from doing it for. That in long. our yeah,
1: in our eyes, obviously, I mean, that's the best way to do it.
0: And I, and granted, and that's what I said. When people email us like, and don't feel free, to tweak it any way you want. There's right. a million different ways you can exactly do
2: it. Make, so, it's like so make, make it your own. It's yeah. like playing Monopoly. Yep. There's rules and then there's house rules. House house rules. Yeah, and, yeah. You know exactly. what I mean. So
0: getting get back to like so let's break it down to the blow up we're talking about the blow up here okay and how matt said you know he traded away larry Fitzgerald. now if you have a player let like say you have one player because it, it could be a catch-22 here like say you have like an alshon jeffrey right well alshon jeffrey's a top two round a top 15 top 20 uh startup player mm-hmm. and you know you build around those young players but if he's your only Really good player, and you're in complete re- rebuild mode. I mean, you got to sell, and you got to grant. You got to take that and get as much as you can out of it, and blow it up.
1: And and again, you're right. And this is one thing that I I found over like the first five or six years of our of our existence in Dynasty. I I have a knack for picking wide receivers. I can always just pick them. I I can I can manufacture wide receivers easier than I can running backs. So it was, it was in my eyes at that point, it was like, I traded Larry Fitzgerald for Jonathan Stewart. He was a rookie that year. And in my eyes, that was the only way I was going to get a running back. So I did it. Cause I knew I could replace Larry Fitzgerald with another wide receiver. Cause that's where my strength lies finding wide receivers.
0: Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I, so, th- so I did, I've been the I, same way for 15 years. I've always been looking for re- running backs because right. I've been always drafting receivers Because I'm the same way I can find receivers. I can, I can
1: find them. I can pick
2: them. So I, it, which it, is that's, good right receivers that's my are more are more prevalent too their heart, running backs are harder to find exactly so. that's
1: another thing also i mean so i so i made i made the trade you know obviously it got laughed at afterwards when jonathan stewart couldn't stay healthy for years and years and years but it's what i thought was the right thing and and he actually contributed last year so i mean to my championship run so i mean I, it all ends up working out in the end and, type sometimes, of thing.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you know you might. Now, when you make those trades, obviously, you can't go into expecting everyone to pan out.
1: Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. why you
0: need as many picks as, as possible, and you shouldn't just do it for just one thing. If you're going to blow it up, you have to dive in. You have to blow it up. You can't just make a move like, oh, I'm going to trade Larry Fitz for a first, a high first, and something else. I mean, you got to blow it up. you got to you got to start from scratch like Matt did. Acquire as many, many draft picks as possible. But we're not talking late draft picks. I mean, you want those as well, too, but first-round picks, second-round picks— as many as possible you could possibly get and draft the best young talent you possibly can. Cause you got to imagine too, once you blow it up, this is it's, it's, it's a win win situation because once you, once you elect to do that, you're, you're setting yourself to the bottom of your league. You're going to have a top three draft pick in your team. Cause you have no, you have no talent on your roster. So you're going to have one of the worst teams in the league, which, you know, in dynasty, it, the saying is even when you're losing, You're winning. So now all of a sudden, you get all those draft picks for the later rounds as well, but you put yourself in a position to get the top-end talent of that rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, you know, and you hit on that, now all of a sudden, you're getting superstars. You gave up superstars, but you're trading that in not only for extra picks, but to grab the next superstar, the Mari Cooper and the Kevin Whites. You know, last year, the Sammy Watkins and the Mike Evans. and. Those, that's what you're kind of reaching for. You're putting yourself in a position to get that as well. You're you're looking for the next big thing to let your team develop. And when all that comes together, that's where the dynasty begins. And absolutely. like Matt said, it took you, what, four years? to that all finally come together in fruition?
2: Yep, absolutely. So when you were trying to make these deals, did you pay attention to at all? Or do you remember when you made these deals? Were you like, uh, the, did you pay attention to the time of the year? Because I know, based off of it, our it, league, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to acquire draft picks, you try to acquire them during the season. If you want to, uh, like, trade, you know what I'm saying? Like, draft absolutely. picks yes. are more valuable during
1: season Dur- when guys are making playoff push. Right, exactly. That's
2: absolutely when I loaded uh, right. When I unloaded my guys. It right. Was, because come, come draft day to move up, two picks is friggin' impossible in our league. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's a great point that you brought up. Rookies. Yeah,
0: when, so, to, when to do it, when two sell off.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, I in my mind, and I asked that question, because I, I really don't remember all the trades, you know what I mean? So, but knowing how you did it, my guess would be is you did make the trades during the season to acquire the draft picks, because in theory, people are trying, are trying to better their team, people can smell their championship they, run, right? It and it they leads want into
0: our, the area we're gonna talk and about. The so push. you could
2: probably acquire draft picks cheaper in September, October, you know, November versus you get more bang for the buck. You get more bang for your buck. Exactly is, is basically yeah the way to do it, I mean, and that's how you found it to be successful. Absolutely, right. and like October, November. Yeah, that's that's know. a good strategy. Yeah,
0: and that's and that's the way you got to approach it too. And if you want future first, you don't do it now. You do it like Matt did in season because in season people are focused on the season. They're focused on the rookies they just drafted. They're not really into like next year's draft class yet. You know? Yeah,
2: they you don't know. To know be them, honest, right? they don't care. They don't, they, they don't. care.
0: Yeah, I, they don't care. I mean, college football just started. You know, they don't know who's. You know, they don't know who's who. I mean, some people like you know, people are like you guys are in a college football dynasty league. You know, you right. guys are very into it. Uh, but for the the common uh, fantasy dynasty players, they're not. They're not really up on the like the deep class. So they're much easier to get rid of their draft picks than compare when the season's over and they're actually you, you know they see these top you know the dynasty nerds rankings, these mock draft. Ooh, I want him. You right. know. Ooh, I want Duke Johnson. I want Nelson Aguilar. Right. So that's when you do want to do it in season. So that's a, that's a great point that you brought up, Mike. Because you got you got you got to know when to blow it up. You don't blow it up off season. You blow it up in season. And then you know the longer you wait, too, the most a lot of times the most you can get out of like guys because then injuries happen. So people are overpay. People are, desperate. People people are, are desperate, desperate. Right. You know, definitely you you see those guys that lose a running back. It's 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 impossible. To find running backs on a waiver wire almost, and it's a the running back depth is so hard to come by in a dynasty league because even one year, here you are, you have five running backs, and you feel great. I have the best running back core in the league, and then the very next year, you're like, oh, God, I got no running backs,
2: yeah, you know? right. Well, because the, the NFL so fluid, yeah. I mean, like, you know, one year, like, literally, a, I, had a, I had a guy ask me on Twitter, like, oh, we have two teams in our league that are completely terrible, what what can I do? And I'm like, is, you know, is there, are there owners for this league, you know, for these teams? He's like, yeah. I'm like, man, the way the NFL is, if, if, if these owners can string together one or two good drafts, I I mean, the way the NFL is so fluid. I mean, they could be competitive like 500 in a year or two. And I know because I've done it. You You know know what I'm saying? I mean,
0: how many times, I think we had two years in a row, like last year, two years, like maybe two years ago before, like you and then Sean, uh, teams literally went from, the first pick in the draft right to the, the top four in the playoffs to the one in the championship right. game. It happened two years in a row where the flip-flop, where the first pick went all the way up into the championship game or almost to the championship game, and a flip like that. And that's what a good draft can do for you. Definitely running back. Because if you need running back help, that's where you get it through the drafts. And that's why I believe like when you do startups, the, how, like you still want to grab those drunk, the, the running backs that you want to grab. That's why when you say, you know, rookie drafts are different than startup drafts. Startup drafts are you want to grab those young receivers and build around them because it's so much easier to replace running backs. And you take a running back super high, like Le'Veon Bell, for example, in the second listeners league, I think it went like number two overall, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. But you're getting the number one running back on the board, yeah, which nice. is fine. And I love Le'Veon Bell. You know, but Le'Veon blows out. And now, granted, you can say it about anybody, but, you know, a knee injury and you're toast. And, you know, to get another, we're like, same thing. And you can say the same case for a receiver. Like, if a receiver gets hurt, you know, like say a patella tendon tear or something like that, and he's toast. Well, when you draft a who, new.
1: Who are you talking about? <laughs> Victor uh, Cruz? You're not, a, you're not salty about him, little, are you?
0: A little salsa. I'm okay with it. I, I'm, 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 I got enough depth there. I got Brandon Cooks, man. Uh, and.
2: His best wide receiver in the whole world, right? <laughs> that's a
0: rumor on Twitter, apparently. apparently. Yeah, no, uh, oh, man. So. Yeah.
2: We won't. No, no names. names. No, <laughs> no names, <laughs> please. please. Right.
0: So you see. But then. So now you got to replace him you know, you got to place this receiver you just drafted. Well, you draft a rookie receiver. It's still going to take a couple of years to develop where the running backs, they come in right away. You know, you could draft a, a Melvin Gordon, t- you know, TJ Yeldon, Amir Abdullah this year, and you can p- plug them right in. They're plug and place.
2: So, and, you know, because in theory, like the, the running backs and like, again, using the word fluid, but the running back position is so much more fluid. You want to build around the wide receivers because yes. in theory, that's the constant long-term, long-term. position yep. where the running backs, you know, a couple of years and they're, they're recycled, you know? So. I've kind
0: of got questions on Twitter, like, Oh, you say build around young uh, receivers, but I see in your rookie draft, you're saying, take all these running backs. Well, it's startup and rookie drafts are completely different. You right. Know? You should see a lot of running backs go, go high because guess what? Everybody needs running back help. You know, hashtag two to three year window. Everybody needs it. So guys like TJ Yeldon are extremely valuable. A guy like Todd Gurley, you know, even though Amari Cooper's is most is logically the best long-term play. Todd Gurley's the number one pick because he's the best bang for your buck. I mean, Adrian, for, you know, for
1: me, him and Melvin Gordon are ahead of Amari Cooper or any wide receiver for that matter and, for and that, that same exact reason. And that
0: makes sense to me. Yep. I mean, I, I can't argue. Too. I mean, Juan has the number one and two picks in our league. And mm-hmm. I told him, I was like, you know, if I'm you, I'm because tra- he had Marshawn Lynch and Jamal Charles. I'm like, I'm trading Lynch and Charles, which is going to go back into the push area here in a second train those for first-round picks or whatever I can get for them, and I'm just taking Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley, one-two, man. And there you go, two young backs. You have Jeremy Hill, so you have three young backs that you can count on. Well, obviously, it's speculative. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, and then you, 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 get the, you get the older receiver to help you now, where Mark Cooper, he might help you now. He might get 85 catches, but, again, the odds are against that. everything, every rookie draft is not 2014. Right. So, like, leading to that, the the push of dynasty leagues when to make that push and people do hold their draft picks you know a lot of leagues some i see don't but a lot of leagues hold their draft picks pretty valuable definitely in our league they're like
2: up on the pedestal it's like
0: nfl man Mm -hmm. in our league it's it's, like call your first round pick you have to give up your unborn child uh
2: especially soon as the season ends
0: yes it's way different the the switch gets
2: flipped man yeah there's this i think there's definitely a switch i think picks can be had during the season like we were just talking about, but there's definitely there's like a light switch, man. So, or you know, Susan, soon, as, soon as it's over, boom. Or if uh, somebody's out of right. it. As soon as somebody's out of right. it, you know, their, their draft pick comes on. You, you, gotta, know, be ste- you gotta be a step you gotta be like a step ahead of the of the game.
0: And when you do that too, you gotta think you gotta it's good to target teams that kind of think they're you know, because there's always there's all everybody every league has that guy. That everybody else knows they can't win, but they're they're like oh, I
1: think they I can. can think they yeah. think they can win. And
0: those right. are guys we're like talking at like they're, they're those are guys that are always gonna be they're stuck in the middle like dude I can win you know I hit my draft pick here man and this goes right and this goes right, right.
2: and they're like they're buyers.
0: Yeah, well you know if I win the Mega Millions, I don't have to work anymore. Right. You know, but they're, odds they're, are they're against
1: the, it. Yeah, they're absolutely the people that need to they need to be realistic with their team, but they're never going to be.
0: And those are the guys you want to target. You know, like hey man, I'll give you this. You you, you know you get him, you might have to, You 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 build them up too. But like yeah man, if I give you. Uh, uh, you know this guy right here. If I give you Lamar Miller, you know you're gonna you can make that push really well. You know, let's give me your first, and uh, we'll talk some. You know, maybe give me this young receiver that you know in the background, or, or this young tight end. Yep. Okay. Yeah. If I get Lamar Miller, I'm in there. Yeah. You know because
2: I mean? like how you how you would position that being, you know, the salesman pitch here is like, hey, if you have this, if you if you get using Lamar Miller, if you get Lamar Miller, dude, you're gonna make you're gonna make that push. I, I need a first round pick though, you know? I mean, and, and and on my end, it's like, you know, it's really not worth to give it up, uh, you know, for a second round pick. Definitely Cause not. why would I do that? And you know, if you want to make that push, you kind of have to overpay. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the way the market and, is. And don't forget you know? that
0: the, the, always the coveted. You know, dude, it's it's honestly, you know, if you get Lamar Miller, it's probably gonna be like the eleventh, twelfth pick, and it's gonna right. be a super late first, anyways. Right?
2: At, you always gotta throw. Which always is gotta a horrible like second round pick. So and, it's, oh, yeah, it's almost I, a second round and pick. And if you're I do me. a late, if I do a second round pick, it's it's gonna be like a, almost <laughs> like almost third like a third. Round round like a third. Yeah. It's like it's just not worth it for me, you know, and.
0: And Lamar Miller helped his team, but you know, and everybody else knows that Lamar Miller is not going to win him a championship, you know?
2: Absolutely not. He just is blinded, blind yeah. by the light. So you can finish with that, like, the sixth,
0: seventh. And you know it's not going to be a top three pick, but, but we've seen teams like that, too, that they make the push. They trade up a lot, and they give up their draft class, and all of a sudden a couple injuries, and then they're screwed, and they end up having a third pick in the draft because of injuries. Or just like the schedule game where they had the third highest points in the league. It just you know every team they placed played that week had the highest point total of the week. You know that that that's happened a couple of times. Oh, has did, it? Did it happen
1: last year? Did it happen to somebody in, that's talking on this podcast? I was talking about
0: last year. I had the third oh, most points. Oh, I finished. Uh, yeah, I, I just missed the playoffs. So oh, I, was, right. I had the sixth pick. Right. I had the third it's,
2: most. Point. Coincidentally, yeah. you just told that identical <laughs> story. I'm, well, I'm talking about
0: Jeremy's team. The year, oh, the, okay, oh, right. the oh. year he traded all those picks, the one, and then he ends up with the third pick. Okay, in the draft, right this year,
2: right, right, right. So, yeah. Four no, so years ago, th- I was talking about Steve. You know, he did the same thing. <laughs> Who's Steve? Oh, you know Steve.
0: He's yeah. in a league. You never met him. So, um, you got now you got to be completely flustered about what I'm talking about. You think I was not talking about myself. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, okay.
1: Keep telling yourself that, Rich.
0: <laughs> oh, boy, I missed a playoffs. I had the sixth pick. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: I still had the third most points. It's
1: like therapy for Rich right now. I know. He's just
2: spilling his beans. <laughs> <tennis>. Exactly. <laughs> Please believe me. Believe me. I'm so good. <laughs> so.
0: Now, now there comes a point, too, and I've done this as well, where, you know, the, the goal draft picks are nice, and every year, first-round picks have high value, but when you get to the end of almost all first rounds, now, granted, last year was a great year, but even last year, you know, Terrence West, Devontae Freeman were, like, the last two picks in our rounds. Yep. How'd that pan out? In the best draft class ever. Not great. Not great,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and that happens all the time, though.
0: It even, and that's in the best draft class. Right. You know, so even, like, this year, you're getting, like, you know, you're talking about Tevin Coleman. Uh, Doriel Green-Beckham, uh, Duke Johnson. They're going, like, uncommonly I mean, at the end of the first rounds this year. So besides DGB, who I'm a, I'm a big fan of, but like, Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson, almost fall into, like, that last year, like, Devontae Freeman, kind of Terrence West kind of category. You know
1: ironically, I mean? running backs with the exact same teams.
0: Very ironically, yes. yes.
1: Wow. wow, nice dude. catch.
0: Wow, very good catch. Hey. Hey, one uh, that's how quickly things change. Yeah, like, absolutely. Same guys, same picks, same, same teams. Yep. So, when you make that push, does giving up your first round pick stink? Yeah, but you—you had our, our whole goal here to play in is not. We talk about you. It's nice having a sexy roster, but you want to win, man. You want to win. You want to be. A, nobody cares about how many second place dynasty things you have under your belt or titles yet. It's about championships, you know. 10 years down the lead, down the road how many championships do you have
1: They don't put the name of the second place person on the trophy
0: Yeah I have a I have a lot of second places in our league you know a lot and it got all to the same guy that has his name in first place every year <laughs> and It stinks and it does and it hurts So you got to make that push I remember the one year I know Ricky Williams was in his last year and I gave up my first for Ricky Williams because my run I needed a run I needed a running back So first round picks to teams that are rebuilding are very attractive and if you, the and I asked, I took a Twitter poll before, you know, earlier today, I put it out there. Hey, who, who, who's the oldest player that you'd give up a first for? The number one response was Jordy Nelson. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, it'd be almost possible to get Jordy Nelson for a first, I would think for less than a first. I mean, yeah. Cause even in the startup draft and you think about this, like, would you take Jordy Nelson for, would you take the, Would you, if somebody offered you get a third pick in the draft, would you have the third pick in the draft this year or Jordy
1: Nelson? Third pick in the draft. Wait, are, are you talking about a startup draft or a rookie oh, draft? A rookie draft. Oh. Um, it depends on where my team was. But, I mean, True. where my team is now, I'd, I'd take Jordy because he's a, championship he's, a, caliber right, team. he's a proven veteran. But, I mean, if, if, I, was, if I was not a legitimate, bona fide championship contender, I, I would take the third pick.
0: Because Jordy Nelson's 29. He's the same age as Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. and, and th- Now, that makes perfect sense because I understand that. But then I got a lot of the number, the number two guy was Arian Foster. Now Aaron Foster fits into this category, to me, pretty well, and obviously Adrian Peterson's in there as well. And I think, to me, Adrian Peterson's a no brainer to give. Would, you know, I'll take. You know,
1: I would definitely do AP. If give I a was first a, if I, yeah, if I was a contender, I'd, I'd give a first for AP.
0: And here's the, and like right now, you go, oh, Aaron Foster for the first. I'd rather have my first. I'd
1: rather you know? have my first than Aaron Foster. That's but, where my line cuts. <laughs>
0: so here you go, but you're in a playoff push. Aaron Foster's probably you know if he stays healthy, he's a, he's a great running back. He's gonna have a good year this year, and. me arian foster is a great example or here's another good example frank Gore. frank Gore, who do you know has one year probably left this year maybe possibly two years left uh so it's it's a you know when you give that first when i give that first for ricky williams i knew it was a short-term thing but again if you arian foster can help you win a championship this year Mm -hmm. frank gore can help you win a championship Mm -hmm. here if you don't need a running back so does this stink? get him a first for something like that? Yeah. Is Are they technically worth a first-round pick? No. No. But to you, he's worth a first-round pick. Right. And that's what you get. And players like that, you know, somebody asked me about Andre Johnson. I'm like, Andre Johnson's right on the fringe for me, like kind of like a no. I'd rather just keep my first. But that, but if Andre Johnson starts a year and puts up really good numbers, that's what he's going to cost. I was
1: going to say, to bring us back to a, a, an earlier point, I think midway through the season, if I ran into an injury, at either wide receiver or running back, I would pay the first for Arian Foster and um, Andre Johnson. Now that I think about
2: it, because you're making the push. Yeah, if you're making the push, yeah,
0: and you're pushing, and, and as a thing, and no that's matter what, what draft would, class you're going to have, that's
2: what you would have to probably pay, right? Especially yeah. when you're desperate and you're trying so to like, I, so I guess, plug a hole. I guess I came, I came around on that point a little bit. And people
0: know you're, you're, you're a contender, so they know they're getting a late first, anyways, which is they can't take a second, like you, Mike said earlier, right? So you, you, you overpay. But you're not overpaying because you're making that push for the championship. And now, granted, if you don't win, say you come in second, most leagues have payout second place, so you're still coming into money. So it's still got you paid off on it. You still might get another year out of Frank Gore. You still might get one more year out of Andre Johnson, Mm -hmm. which might be that push again next year. But the goal is to ultimately to to win. And then you have to use that first-round pick, like in-season, like we talked about, as value. Because these are guys you could for sure get, you know. There's, like, 11 receivers over the age of 30 in the NFL right now. And, you know, Steve Smith, obviously he's not on that list. Anquan Bolden's not, no value. But Andre Johnson, Roddy White, Vincent Jackson, Brandon Marshall, Larry Fitz, Marcus Colston, Greg Jennings, James Jones, Dwayne Bow. Those are all 30 and over. Now, a lot of those guys don't fall into that mix. But right. a guy like Brandon Marshall, a guy like, you know, even maybe Vincent Jackson with Jameis there possibly and we'll see how he goes he's always been sketchy throughout his career
2: he made a good season last year minus the td so yeah
0: and then andre johnson who i saw so a lot of people are down on i fully expect to have a really i'm i am I see 85 catches coming his way and I, I see close to double digit touchdowns for andre johnson i see a really good year for coming for him and that gives you and it may be one year that's worth a first round pick in my eyes for the one year if you're a contender and i mean what are you giving up duke johnson tevin right. coleman you know somewhere along those lines. I got, Guy like guys, like some
2: of those guys, though, like you are saying, uh, uh, like Andre Johnson, Frank Gore, like guys like that. I think I might wait till the I was in season to make moves for. No. I mean, I don't know if you are just using them for no, examples yeah. or you know just.
0: Oh, like, and I think all I think, I think all season. I think a lot of those moves should be made in season. Like the push moves should be okay. made in season.
2: Right. Okay. Um, just wanted to be clear then. you, cause you
0: I mean, if you have a major hole or or draft day. You know, what I mean, like, you know, actually during your actual rookie draft, like, you know, you have a hole at running back and you need a running back to make that push. The only thing I don't like about that is like, what if you give up that first and all of a sudden Frank Gore gets hurt in training camp? And then all of a sudden you just gave up that point for nothing because next year, probably he he might retire. I like I like to wait when I do make my push moves. I like to wait in season week two, week three get by there, and then, then make that offer.
1: And a lot of this stuff starts to reveal itself, too, you know, because obviously you'll have a lot more information on the vets, like where how they're actually operating in their system that year. You'll have better information on who in your league is a contender and who's not and who's going to be a seller. So, And you'll, you'll have a great feel for your own team, too. So you'll just have a lot more information if you wait towards the middle of the year.
0: Yeah, and, I, and I'd, I'd say even less than that. I think you probably wait till about a quarter, like week four, like a quarter of the way through. Yeah, it's just,
1: you know, the more information, Halfway might yeah, be too late. yeah, yeah, you're right. The more information you have, the better, though, you know.
0: And yeah, you, it's and, always. Yeah, so. I mean, because then, I mean, for running back-wise, like, uh, like older-wise, you know, Aaron Foster's a good example to go after. Frank Gore. If you can get Adrian Peterson, then God bless you. More power, too, yeah. Yeah, because, and I think on a rebuild team, he should be definitely worth a first-round pick. There's nothing else like when it comes to running backs. When you get up there, I mean, Adrian Peterson's 30, so he's he's a, in a league of his own. But that's it. But you got to think about Matt Forte, who's 29, almost at the end of his contract. He's somebody you should be targeting. Marshawn Lynch. There's always questions: Will he retire or not? Uh, somebody that you could probably be had for a first-round pick. Now, a guy like Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, those are good targets. You'll probably have to give up your first and probably something else, most likely. Yeah, like they're a,
1: they're a little bit more high end.
0: Yeah. Uh, um.
1: So, yeah, I, I could see you having to give up a little bit more than just a, just a first. For the I'd case. be
0: okay with that, giving up, like, a first and, like, you know, so like a, a, a good – you know, ju- not Justin Hunter, but, like, a prospect along those lines. Somebody who might be, like, a middle – like, startable, like a wide receiver three, because then if you do need that push, I mean, Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, they're going to help. The like, Odds are going to – all of a sudden you're going to go from, like, oh, I'm making that push to you're the favorite. I mean, that's a huge – that's a huge boost in production when you get guys like that. Mm-hmm. And right now, there's a lot of owners out there that are really wavering, you know, on those kind of guys like Marshawn Lynch, Jamal Charles, right now. And I know, like for example, the guy in our league, he's got he's has depth at running back. He's taking he acquired the first pick, so he has Todd Gurley, and he's got Todd Gurley, he's got Jeremy Hill, two young running backs he really likes, and he's got Jamal Charles and Marshawn Lynch on his roster. It's like, well,
1: well, he's got the first and the second pick, yes. So yeah, he 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 has a lot of flexibility. He can definitely move one of those guys. And you should move him, man.
0: You should be, and sell sell. Sell, sells, and take a first. And if you miss out on your first, you miss out on your first. But at the same time, it's not like you're not getting. You still have talent there. You can start over those guys. Are they going to give you the same production? No. But sell now if you have those guys for high draft picks because at the end of the year they might have. You might not be able to get anything for them at all. And if you can't compete, then what are you? What are you doing? Those are always like I always. If you have anybody like that on your roster, on your dynasty roster, like a running back like that, and you feel like you can't win a championship, you should be selling. No matter what, like if you have Adrian Peterson and you like you, this is at the fourth pick in the draft, and you have no chance to win, you should be selling Adrian Peterson for a first round pick. If that's what you get. You're not going to win.
1: You shouldn't be giving him away, but yeah, no,
0: you yeah, you definitely don't give him away. But if anything, he's going to hurt you because he's winning you a couple of games that you probably don't shouldn't be winning anyways, and you're just gonna be you're gonna be stuck in the middle, with right? A middle round pick, and it's gonna be kind of hurting your roster a little bit.
2: Some of the guys that might be easier to trade is you know sometimes you're. Uh, you know, if you're in, well, okay, I guess that would probably be more towards a rebuild aspect. But I was thinking, like, or guys to acquire from teams, uh, that might be looking to rebuild, or guys like the the Justin Forsets, those like Jonathan F- Stewart, Jonathan Stewart, like guys. Maybe you, especially like a on, you might have swooped up on waivers that was really doing nothing, and then turned out to be like a lottery ticket. So, them. yeah. So like a a bad team. May have him, may have him, and one of the worst teams in the league might have him, But that that might be a viable option for you as a uh, contending team, not to maybe have to give up a first round. pick. Yeah, you, might you really could you for... could might like, bargain shop for a second round pick. You know what I mean? Like look Absolutely. for those type of guys. Yeah,
0: there's also guys like that fall in that category. Now obviously you know the Marshawn Lynch's and stuff like that. Those are the because first those are the premium
2: guy. guys. They always hold a little bit more. Uh, value just because of the name value, yeah. Because maybe for you know that I'm push, saying? you
0: just need something that can contribute, like you said. Like Justin Forsett last year could have been that guy you got for the push that put you over the edge. He finished as a number eight overall, I think, running fantasy running back. You know, um, sec- you probably got him for a second round pick. You know, Joye Bell, you probably get for a second round pick,
2: right? Somebody and and, and like contribute for me, you know, like somebody that I, I like, I I like to try to keep my first round picks for the most part. I mean, I would trade them, I guess. You know what I mean, but. I like, I like to draft. I think that's the, the fun, fun of the part league. of yeah. it. You know what I mean? So like, Dynasty. I would rather bargain shop for like the guys, in, you know, for that push run that might be, would cost not a first round pick, you know, like a sec, you know, those, those like four sets versus like blowing my load for Arian Foster knowing darn well, that's risky because of like hamstring issues and like things of that, and you know, things of that nature. You well, know? I mean, so,
1: for example, last year. Right in like the middle of my push there, I you know, Tony Romo was a, a big question mark. He kept getting dinged up. His right. ribs were all messed up. Yeah. And I I really didn't I had Teddy Bridgewater behind him. That was yeah. it, you know. So I went out and I, I traded
2: You got Tom Brady. I got right? Tom Brady. Right. And I yeah. got
1: him pretty I mean, two second rounders. I didn't give up the first. I got kind of creative. The guy the guy was in a total rebuild mode yeah, and you know, he wanted back to back two years in a row, two second round picks. right, And that's so a deal. It's I mean, for me, it was something that secured my roster and made sure that I wasn't going to slip there, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't going to lose my, yeah. my, 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 you know, number one seating or anything like that. Yeah. And, and it, it helped me make my push. So I pulled the trigger and it, and it wasn't the first round, the big cost or anything. Right. And, it, and it was a, it was a pretty decent name guy too. So, right. I mean, it all depends on situation. The guy just, I mean, he wasn't going to use tom brady at all like he's in total rebuild mode by the time he's good tom
2: brady's gonna be out of the league those are the best and, guys to get like, and, late and, I w- quarterbacks. Yeah, and i was able to get them pretty cheap right i, I like the creative aspect of the trading you know for, right. like doing the second round picks because knowing doing the, the leagues as long as we have like the second round picks are cool on draft day to have and make the selections but odds are you know we know that They're so hit and miss, you know, they're 50, right. So I would rather hold on to the
1: first if possible. But I mean, if you, if you're in like to, to flip the switch and be on his side of it, he wasn't going to get anything for Tom Brady in two years, and he was just going to retire. Like he might as well take the two second-round picks and at Maybe least one. Well, At least you're throwing a dart at the wall, right? You no, know, Davis
0: Bryant, uh, a Jeremy Hill. Right. Who goes, you know, you hit those guys and right. you turn into pay dirt. Right. You know what I mean, absolutely.
1: All right. so, it's a totally risk. It made it made perfect sense for both well, of us. Really. Right. It's a good. It's a good trade for both teams. Right. You absolutely. know what
0: I mean? And that's, and that's a good way to look at it from both like both owners' point of view is. Some people, you said, you don't want to give somebody away. But Tom Brady falls in that category. Maybe even like Arian Foster, who's on your roster. Like are like, God, Arian Foster's good. I just can't give him away. But sometimes you just can't be stuck. You're like, you got to put out there. And Now, I'm not saying take the first offer that comes around, but maybe for like two, three weeks, hey, Arian is available. You know, and here are all the offers that come in. Here, wait for that injury to come by. Maybe in a couple of weeks it's going to happen. Somebody's going to come out. Right. But at some point you got to take the best offer you can get because you're not getting anything. You're, it's not doing you any justice. The picks are going to help you out possibly you know again because what if you hit jeremy Hill, who's going top three rounds four rounds in a startup league now right. you know
1: like i said i mean in two years aaron foster is not going to help you at all no matter what like he's going to be done and in, in two years a second round draft pick or two second round drafts for that matter could i mean there's like at least a possibility and you that know? same
0: team that traded you i mean one of those picks he had like hit a high pick now grant it wasn't like your pick or something like that. But that same team took martavis bryant in the third round and they got Mattar, you know, right, right. Those guys come along third round picks, you know, like Rob Gronkowski is in the third round. Oh, yeah. Aaron Foster's that you get in the fifth round of rookie drafts. Uh, you know, Alfred Morris is who go in the last round of your rookie pick or undrafted. I mean, I know, got
1: Julius like Julius Thomas and Jordan Cameron, both in like the fourth and fifth round.
0: Exactly. I mean, you can
1: I find got Graham in the third round, pretty yeah, you sure. Can, I you got could, Gronkowski in the third right. round that You year. can find guys everywhere, but, I mean, it, it is less but it's likely. Few, right,
2: it's fewer. It's Harvard. less likely. Right. But right. if right.
0: it does pan out, I mean, it was all for, it's not like you missed out. Like you said, you're not starting Aaron, Fo- like you will start Aaron Foster on your roster if you, you, you have him.
1: But he's not doing you any good. But two years from now, you're not going to have him for sure.
0: You're not going to have him for sure. And
1: you, you are going to have that second-round draft pick on your roster for and at sure. At the same time, I yeah. Mean, like,
0: and, and he's hurting you because he's getting you. W- now, granted, now, I'm not, like, I'm all for doing the best. Always trying to win. But be realistic. Like, you train away Aaron Foster's like, oh, I'm not trying to lose. You're trying to win. Right. And, you, you know, like,
1: you're trying to
2: win eventually.
0: Yes. So it's a, it's a win-win situation. Because even when you're
1: losing. You're winning.
2: There you go, salesman. And I also, like, I I think that's a good example, too, like kind of one of my uh, pet peeves in fantasy football, but it's a good example of when you are making trades to find out what works for both teams.
1: He's got a player
2: on a bad team and wants draft picks you need that guy. like say the roles were reversed it wouldn't make sense if you're a good team and you're starting tom brady you wouldn't just go up and trade him for two second round no, picks right. you know what i absolutely. mean absolutely so it's Situation like situations everything right so it's like w- when you approach people with trades make sure you look at both sides you know what i'm saying yeah not just what benefits you. you people right. do that oh, oh, all the tries me not you
0: see some of those trades they're like oh i'll give you this guy and this guy and you're like no no, that, that, that does not benefit me whatsoever. None, like, what
2: is, none whatsoever. Yeah. What, like, do,
0: what do I want that for? Yeah. Like even for, like for me, like I have Andre Johnson. Well, I'm trying to win a championship this year, so I I don't want anything. I I need Andre Johnson. You know what I mean? Right. I need him to compete. Like he's my wide receiver too. You know, that's who I'm counting on this year. I need. If I don't have Andre Johnson, then I'm it kind of puts me at a hole. You know? Now could I trade Andre Johnson and get somebody? Yeah, but then all of a sudden I just create a hole in my roster where I'm trying to win, and I know I can. I know I could possibly win. Right, even though I had the sixth pick in this year's draft, third most points in the league, <laughs> so it, yeah, obviously situations everything and it, and I said first round picks earlier like you, like you said, be creative, you know multiple second year round picks, uh, two second round picks and a player or just a young uh, you know guy you maybe you just drafted, you know how that rookie fever is, you know uh early, and sometimes there's people there in, in a draft you know during during an actual rookie draft, if there's a guy like you kind of like you say you need like you have three good receivers, but you have no depth, you know. Third round, somebody had a team, like, hey, I'll give you my third rounder for Marcus Colston. You know, he's, he's old. His values plummeted, you know. But and
1: he, he might be a nice little number four, though, to have on your, your A squad. great number four. It's,
0: that, it's also making a push. It's not about, like, during the draft or early in the year acquiring great talent. Sometimes you just need that wide receiver three who's going to get you those ten points or eight points or just that running back two, like you said, me like a Justin Forsett, who obviously finished as a running back one, but maybe like a Jonathan Stewart this year. So, uh, again, I think Frank Gore has a chance to finish as a running back one too, but it's not always, when you when you make that push, it's not only about the lead talent, it's about a nice contributor as
2: well. Right, like putting the wax on the car, man, yeah, that cause last it, touch.
0: Because if you, if you are making that push, you obviously have talent on your team. You have a good team, and sometimes you just need that little push to get over that hump, to give you that edge over your competitor. Cause you see, there's at the years go around, you see really complete teams in dynasty leagues. You see teams that have like, dude, how do you have Antonio Brown, AJ Green, and Julio Jones on your team? How is that possible? I'm like, oh, you know, over the years, I made some moves, you know, down the road, acquiring future draft picks,
1: like a team that has Des Bryant, Odell Beckham, <laughs> Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, Roddy kind of, Roddy White. Yeah, I wouldn't get. I mean, now you're starting to stretch it thin yeah. a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And, and, and you gotta remember too, like even if you if you trade. When you have this talent like Matt does on his roster that's deep, you, could, you you just recycle those picks into future picks, you know what I mean you have guys in your roster that you maybe said you had a, you spent on a second round pick, he's in the middle of the road for you, he'll never start and you got to evaluate your roster for those kind of guys like they're, they're kind of good, you never cut them, but somebody else would give you a second round pick for him, and maybe you spend a second round pick on them, but guess what? You recycle that second round pick into another second round pick, and maybe your next, the second round pick guy you take
1: is the winner. Yeah,
0: he's not a middle of the road guy. Because we don't all want middle of the road guys. We want stars on our team. That's how you, the people who have the most stars are the ones that win the championship. So it's nice getting guys that could contribute, like middle of the road kind of guys here. But at the same time, you want to hit the stars. So you keep recycling those guys in the future picks. Then you can take those future picks and pack them up or take a whole bunch of the middle row guys and pack move up into the first round a little bit. You can use your second and a couple middle row guys and move up and do that as well. That's why it's good to have depth. That's why it's good to take best best player available. Absolutely. It, help, it helps you make yep. moves in the future. In
1: the long run. Yep.
0: Yeah. I always I always love to acquire like, in the future like, extra seconds, extra thirds.
2: Those are awesome.
0: Yeah, because when you do your research, because you know, you know, when you get in the second round, there's always like a guy you kind of like, but uh-huh. there's like two guys you kind of like,
2: right? And you want to take, yeah, and then you, you want to afford you to take the chance, uh, you know, on both guys.
0: Ooh, man, I want, I want, uh, I want this guy, but if I gotta take Devontae Adams, but if I don't, if I, if I take Devontae Adams, he's not gonna be good, and this guy's gonna be sweet.
2: Or, or, or so say for example, you like using last year, you you have two second round picks. You're like, all right, the smart play is like I, I gotta take Devontae Adams, but I really like Martavius Bryant. But it's like I'd be I'd be picking him way too early. Uh-huh. Well, then if you have two second round picks, then you could you could you, reach for you, one guy. You could you reach really for one like. guy just in, you know, and just call it a day and just it like, might work out.
0: Yeah, like this year, you know, there's something that you you know, like, oh, I really need tight end. I need Max I gotta take Max Williams here. I'm in the middle of second round. But then you have two eight, and you're like, Well, Devin Funches. You know the guys in Dynasty Nerds tell me this guy's gonna be a turd, but I really like his upside. Then you reach a little bit for Devin Funchess, and then he pans out, and then all of a sudden you look like a genius, and you you stop right. listening to our podcast because we don't know anything because we told Devon <laughs> Funchess was gonna suck. Uh, but yeah, that's it's a good I point. I don't
2: totally hate him. You no, guys like, hate you know, him. Well, we do. Yeah. We like get, you yeah. did like
0: last year. You had back. You had two second round picks, right? You took. Uh, then you take Devonte Adams and Dante Moncrief.
2: I took Dante Moncrief and uh, Not Adams. Uh, uh, Cody Latimer. Cody Latimer. Yeah. yeah, that's working out great.
0: It's it's year two. We can't. <laughs> it's
2: and, yeah. and,
0: and sometimes too, those are kind of guys like in like when you want to target like guys with upside. The rookie fever's hot, but it's it's, it's amazing how quick some people are just willing to give up on some guys. You know, or, or forget like oh how how much we were big on Dante Moncrief and Cody Latimer last year. I'm like oh, they they didn't really do anything. I mean, last Moncrief year.
2: Moncrief was like you know whatever like he made enough. They've made some additions now this year that kind of subtract from how I initially felt during the season. I'm like, oh, he did decent enough where I was like, oh, I'm seeing some positivity. You know,
0: Dorsett in the first round.
2: Right. And add Andre Johnson. So that kind of hurts his value. And then like and then from like Cody Latimer, I was hoping that he would play because that window with Peyton Manning is so small. Now it's like, it like it, it, that thing could be shut and closing fast on them. I don't know. We'll see. But those I'm are just not. I'm not <laughs> nearly excited. Right. A year later, and those are the guys you do want pick. to
0: target. Like when you say, like you give up Adrian Peterson, right? So say you want like, You want Adrian Peterson, right? And you say, okay, I'll give you my first. And you're like, well, the first isn't really enough because you're gonna compete. Well, I'll take your first and Dante Moncrief. Where there's risk there taking Moncrief too, but there's upside as well. So you're coming right. away with upside two, and then down the road you're like, man, I get. Then with your first round pick, you take, uh, uh, Brashad Perriman. Somehow maybe it turns out to be like the tenth pick or some the ninth pick. You get a Brashad Perriman, and you get Dante Moncrief, and then all of a sudden three years from now, both those guys are doing great, and you're like, wow, I gave up Adrian Peterson, who's no longer a year in the league. Here we are two years later, and you got two wide receiver twos on your team. Like, oh, I won that trade, and they all don't work out that way. No, they don't. But those are the risks you have to take. Absolutely. You got mean... and you got to take risks. You have to. And worst case, it doesn't pan out. Guess what? You have a higher draft pick, and you're you just you're, you're still in rebuild mode. So now all of a sudden, instead of on a two-year plan, now you're on a three-year plan. I'll put, you it, need I'll, one
1: more year. I'll put it this way. I mean, if you're in the middle of the pack, chances are of you drafting your way out of there just with your own draft pick without trading, just staying pat, it's pretty slim. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're gonna have to make some moves,
0: and it can happen.
1: It can happen. Don't get me wrong. I draft, mean, if you hit yeah. your
0: draft class, it could change anybody. I mean, you right. can literally go from worst to first. You know, what I mean, if all if everything comes together quickly, and some stuff does, some some teams come together quickly. Some take like yours take three to four years right. to come together. Right.
1: It's just it's gonna be it's gonna be really difficult. You have to do everything right to to get to get out of that hole.
0: You got you got you got to do research. You got to right. use DynastyNerds.com. dot You got to listen to the podcast. You gotta. Uh, no, Come know with your I, own theories—is how you want to rebuild
2: your team.
1: I'm trying to advocate blowing it up more so than just just trying to stay with what you got. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It it just seems like it would be set to,
2: superstars to win. You and, need, and you feel like you get the superstars at the top of the draft. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, you need superstars to win. It's
0: not like you're not just winning with Alfred Morris, uh, Vincent Jackson, Tory Smith. Uh, you guys are like good. But, like, in the middle of the pack. You know, you need if, if those on Bell, yeah, right. Adrian Peterson, exactly, uh, Julio Jones, A.J. Green. You need one of those guys on your roster to win. Because nobody – yeah, you're right. Nobody wins with a whole bunch of Miller P- Packer, uh kind of guys. And that's what we said in the middle of the, the very beginning of the show. There's no gr- – you don't want to be in that gray area. You want to either be rebuilding, acquiring young talent, building a young core roster, or making that push for a championship and trying to win a championship and be realistic about realistic about it. And that's where you use, and that's where social media, like in the Dynasty world, really comes into effect. Like if you, I know a lot of people like get emails, like I don't have, I heard you talk about this on a podcast. I don't have Twitter, so I'm writing you. And I'm, you know, that which is all fine and Danny. Or they hit me up on Facebook, on on the Dynasty Nerds Facebook page. And it's like, you really should use social media. It, the best, and that's why I always say, I encourage you last week, the best place to do stuff like that is on our forum. You know, Dynasty players from all over the world, literally all over the world on there, that most of them are, you know, be, have been playing for a long time, have been playing for a short period of time. Tons of people go on our forum and they put their rosters up there. Hey, what do you guys think? And they'll point something out that maybe you didn't think of. Or they'll give you that honest opinion. You know, five guys are on there saying, hey, man, your team's looking pretty old, man, not too good. Right? Blow it up, man. You know what I mean? It's like yep. get an honest opinion. Because so many people get stuck in there, they'll have that older roster, like, oh, my team looks good. It can compete. But they're blinded by... So many other aspects. They're blinded competition. by
1: past results. You know, you gotta you gotta be looking at what you're gonna get this year out of guys, mm-hmm. not what they did three years ago.
0: Yeah, so you're either blowing up or rebuilding. Yep. You've done it too, Mike. You you've blown it up, right? I'm um,
2: yeah. I, I'm more so like I started started off. Yeah, I, it, it's been a while to be honest with you. Because when we first started, I drafted a team to be competitive off the bat, and then my team got old. I had a lot of guys retire. I didn't like. It was early in the dynasty era, like, when we were kind of feeling our way out, you know, like the 06, 07, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. in the... So, I tried to draft my way out, and it took a while, a lot of misses, So, like I said, like, I actually stated I should have. Yeah, yeah. I should have traded out. I had guys like Edrin, Marvin Harrison, Donovan McNabb. And you were blinded
0: by the names.
2: Right. So, um,
0: so, you know, for sure, like you learned Jeremy from...
2: Shockies, like guys like that. I should have capitalized any, any old, any other old guys from the U. That, <laughs> yeah. all, <laughs> all, all young Hurricanes young. guys. Except yeah.
0: for uh Donovan from Syracuse. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. I really should have in hindsight traded earlier, you know, got rid of some of but those. But you learn from that. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know?
0: And that was an early, yeah, that was from like, you dropped all those guys in a startup draft. Right.
2: Too. And, absolutely
0: you know you started off and you were competitive very early you made the championship yeah, game the first right, year right and then yeah people get people do get caught up on the moment and they linger on that. i'm like ooh, i just you know if i do make this move and this move meanwhile your team's just getting older you know you draft this young guy I'm like oh i just took this receiver in two years he's gonna be sweet well all of a sudden now your team's two years older when he is sweet and now they're not even worth anything and they're right. not good and now all you have is that one guy you drafted to catch up and now you're stuck with that guy
2: i do have edger and james is uh jersey and the heartbreak kids uh, uh ring of honor ring of honor yeah yeah so i mean if yeah, that, means that means anything to yeah. anybody i mean something to yeah you. So.
1: I've, I've decided that roddy white is never going to leave my team i yeah. got him startup draft right and he's still on my squad now yeah and ring w- of honor yeah ring of honor total right. ring of honor i
0: have lt in my ring of honor yeah reggie wayne's about to join that ring of honor he never left my team i mean you know, I wish he'd officially retire so I can cut him off my team because he, he is joining the Cardiac Kids Ring of Honor, and I just still want to cut him loose. I, think, him I think
1: Roddy was like a rookie when our startup draft went. So he's, okay, his whole career he's been on, on my team. That's so pretty sweet. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I drafted Vincent Jackson when he's a rookie, Frank Gore when he's a rookie. Yeah, it's kind of nice when you have the, and that's a, that's the best part, of Dynasty. Yeah. When you draft a guy like that, and you have him his whole career, like, oh, this is year 13 for him. Like, <laughs> I've had Roddy White for 13 <laughs> years in my dynasty yeah, team? that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Ring of honor. Right. It, those are, and it, it is. Like, you don't ever want to cut. Like, you know you might even start that guy, but you're like, I can't cut Roddy.
1: Oh, just got a, I just got a spot for him now until he retires. So he hangs yeah. him up. <laughs> right, I'm, man. I'm going to win
0: a championship. Roddy's got to get a ring.
1: I, I'm too attached. Right, man.
2: How mad will Roddy
0: be if I cut him now? Right. <laughs> if yeah. I win a championship without him,
1: he'd be devastated. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, like, where I, like, went wrong a, not knowing, because, like, I feel like when we started, like, the, you know, the, the, the dy- like, I didn't know to look up Dynasty stuff on no, the internet. I never there, di- there was you know no Dynasty like, sex I around. We no. just had our, our wits. Right, I, you know. I so told I people could... that
0: on the podcast last I was like, it's crazy. Like, when we started this league, like, I heard about Dynasty League, the Dynasty Nerds League, and I just, like, like, all the rules that we have for our league, like, I just made up. Like, I just, right. you know, like, last last week's episode, I did a taxi squad. And I stayed there. I was like, you know, when we first started this, like, we did, I never heard of a ta- like I just made up a we we just made up a practice squad that we said hey we get to write for him for two years like yeah. we just we developed – now all of a there's sudden there's no like,
1: such thing as a taxi squad we we had a pra- we called the practice we called it a practice squad yeah. yeah yeah
0: and now like you know obviously after like six years or so like more like you know DLF came up on the map. Um, some more dynasty sites as well came up on the map there was some information but like we've if we found one site that had dynasty information like oh yeah
2: you no, know yeah. like sweet, right you that's gold I mean, you had no idea how to like how to work your team you know what i mean i think i more so have learned from my mistakes you know what before anything like really came out you know so
0: and that's why i like and that's why now obviously we're biased but like with with Di- and that and that's how like dynasty nerds came into fruition you know it's like we didn't just like start Dynasty League, you know, like three years ago. Like we started, you know, almost 15 years ago from scratch. Like no mm-hmm. rules, no guidelines, just kind of like, and the league's different than we first started, you know.
1: Yeah. Totally. You know, oh, it's we totally it evolved. Yeah. It's
0: evolved, mm-hmm. but we let it evolve naturally. And now, you know, we use that experience to kind of shut on to and get the vice that we can over the years just from learning of how to build championship caliber teams and when to blow stuff up and when to make that push, you know, over the years, just say hey, yeah, it is basically like, we're time uh, comes knowledge. Right. Like, yeah. Experience. Right.
2: You know, learn on, we're get shedding our wisdom, like our mistakes. So you can benefit your, you know, or our uh, use our mistakes to your advantage. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Let us yeah. make, let uh, let our mistakes help you. I, I should have done this. I should have traded Marvin Harrison. I should have traded this guy. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have listened to rich and I should have drafted Matt Forte. Is that a kevin smith <laughs> that was
0: the worst, that's some of the worst advice i ever gave in my entire life uh the story goes uh the matt forte kevin smith draft we're having the draft at my house mike comes walking in he's one of the first people there i'm like hey man who are you taking you're like he's like i'm taking matt forte man matt forte. i like him I too late i like him I, i'm a big fan i'm like you're not taking kevin smith he's like you're like he's mike's like no i'm like you're Talk about a guy that broke Barry Sanders' like rushing rec- record over there. Like you're not, gonna, you're like, oh yeah, you're right. Half hour
2: later, I'm taking Kevin Smith on the <laughs> draft.
0: <laughs> Literally, I sit there and start talking of Kevin Smith like, no tomorrow. And then Mike takes Kevin Smith, and the rest is history.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I trade
0: up for Terrence West last year.
2: Oh, I Man, things so happen. Hey, stuff does. Still, happen. it's still early, but but at the I same
0: don't. time, I only gave up Dennis Pitta, so right, not that working yeah, out for me. Big deal. I still rather have Terrence West than Dennis Pitta. Yeah, right. I've done uh
2: two Remember startup. at that time, like, you were selling Dennis Pitta as, like, the next, you know...
0: Grunk, uh, yeah. Jason Wynn.
2: Right. You're, whoever, you were acting like he was, like, the greatest that tight sale, end of all time. That involved. salesman, I, that I, well, salesman you're Rich right selling, there. selling, like, well, well, guess crazy. Well,
0: Salesman Rich got Terrence West, and I have an extra third-round pick because of
2: right. this year. So, hey, it panned out. And whoever bought was buying in, too, because when they made that trick, Dennis
1: Pitta's, Pitta's sweet. <laughs> I just made a great deal. I just remember
2: going, huh? Yeah, I was like, God, am I the only one that thinks yeah. Dennis Pitta's is not good? I talked yeah. you and take taking Kevin Smith over Matt Forte. Yeah, right. Moral of
1: the story: Don't listen to Rich right. on draft. he is he, a draft day liar. No, no, A liar. Definitely a man on not, draft day. No, because at
0: the same time, I would have personally taken Kevin at the time. I like Kevin Smith more than right. I like Matt Forte. That was just okay. my own personal opinion. You know, what I mean, nice. I made mean, you know, I've made bad moves too. You know, I took, yeah, I no, you hit. I took Monty Ball over uh, Le'Veon <sighs> Bell. Do, 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 do.
2: Got plenty of them. I don't even want to go over. Yeah, there's the...
0: years and tons of bad draft picks and moves. But you know, you win some. And you at the same time, I took Monty Ball over Le'Veon Bell, but I still made a trade and got Le'Veon Bell, so it worked out. I got both. Now, would have been better if I would taken Le'Veon Bell and Eddie Lacy.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: That yeah, I been would significantly say yeah, significantly yes, better. Significantly but, better. Here,
0: but here, at least I did, at least I knew better than not to take Devon Austin at the same time
1: we all knew better than that
0: well not eric who took Tom Austin number three overall yes and And we all were saying hey you should take deandre hopkins absolutely poop happens
2: yep so
0: well that's it for today guys that's a nice hour about just kind of chit-chatting about here uh rebuilding and making the push and then obviously every scenario is different so i really encourage everybody to get on dynasty get on the forum we have awesome users on there that give their opinions and some of them have really good advice to give it go into real detail and obviously you get us up on twitter uh i'm at dynasty rich
2: i'm at dynasty matt at dynasty nerd mike
0: and that's the best way you know some one-on-one some one-on-one time it's like that big sales pitch you know like hey we talk you here in a group now let's pull you around one by one yeah, uh,
2: hey, you can throw out those uh mess you know, those DMs or whatever. I always talk to a lot of dudes on there.
0: You
1: know? Yeah. It's a it's a <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: questionable well, Mike, um... <laughs> Are you lonely? Yeah.
1: how uh, personal is that yeah. yeah. Is it Friday night? It sounds that
2: sounds and you're terrible. alone with a bottle of wine. <laughs> hey, if you want to throw out uh, anything at Dynasty yeah. Nerd Mike. Yeah. All right. At Dynasty Nerd. Sounds Mike. terrible. Not, that there's, to... wrong with that, not <laughs> that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's
1: anything wrong, So uh
0: yeah, so that's that's a good way to get on there. And then, uh, obviously, if you guys want to support the site uh, and the podcast, feel free to hop on there on DynastyNerds.com. We do sell Dynasty Nerds t-shirts. They are splendid. And, uh, obviously, get on iTunes and rank the show. That's another way to support it as well. But until then, guys, next until next week's show, we'll get back in there. New topics, new Dynasty talk, new advice. Don't take Kevin Smith over Matt Forte. Mm-hmm. All right. And here's my advice this year. Don't take Amir Abdullah over T.J. Yeldon.
2: I'm with you on that one. I'm borderline on that one.
1: It's not draft day, so you can listen to Rich. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Later. Ready,
1: set, putt Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football
0: Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty
1: insight. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.